0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Pastrami Nation. We are the meetup of pop culture. My name is Nolan Smith, and joining me today for this special interview, we have Pastrami Nation's own Rebecca Benson. Hello. And we have a special guest today. Uh, he is the writer of the new hit series from Mad Cave, Terminal Punks. Please welcome Matthew Ehrman.
1: Hello. Uh, uh, Matthew. Yeah, that's, that's, okay. uh, that's my name. My, I am Matthew Ehrman. Uh, it's very nice to meet you guys uh, both for the first time um i hope you're both doing well in the universe right now are are you guys do are are you in the same city or do you we're in california uh, different cities. okay
0: okay so you guys are probably doing pretty all right uh hopefully i can't complain yeah you know (laughs) life has become kind of weird this year right but oh for sure i can't complain at all it's you know we're just we're along for the ride we're surviving and we get to read quality comic books at home so that's, I mean,
1: that's all you can, I mean, uh, that's one of the many things you can ask for, and I'm glad that it's happening. And uh, yeah, I've I've been reading a lot of comic books the past nine months, ten, nine months. It's, uh, it's just, so unreal. Just thinking about it again. Uh, so yeah, I've been reading a lot of comic books,
0: watching a lot of movies, mostly been at home, obviously, for a lot of reasons. Any standouts there? Any standout comics or standout movies that have popped up during uh, this quarantine time?
1: That's a good question. the 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 one that I read most recently was uh, "Ultra Gash Inferno" by Suhiro Maro, which is oh. uh, it's a weird Japanese guru manga uh, creator. It's 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 reprehensible. The actual contents of the book are in no way okay to talk about
0: but it's a it's a good read though <laughs> <laughs> totally an answer i did not expect at all in a yeah, million. <laughs> i <laughs> i have i have very eclectic tastes um uh
1: but uh junji ito is a is like a comparable i guess because it's uh it's kind of grotesque and it's it's very visceral but it, the, there's something about the the actual art that's like kind of uh entrancing and super beautiful and so it's oh, this weird we balance of like, I'm looking at this really horrible, disgusting thing, but it's done and drawn so beautifully and so well that you have to appreciate that aspect of it.
0: I, I absolutely see where you're going. Though. Yeah, <laughs> no. I've, and yeah, totally, man. Well, awesome. Um, well, we do want to talk about your new project, Terminal Punks, Yeah. Uh, launched the Mad Cave. So first, first off, can you give, give us a story? Tell us about Terminal Punks.
1: Terminal Punks is about four teenagers that are en route to their first big show in New York and also kind of in, uh, in, in tandem and in, also uh, traveling to New York is a, is a cargo plane full of uh, zoo animals that have been uh, anesthetized with uh, kind of an experimental drug. And uh, the plane crashes and monsters break out in the airport and our uh, four crust punk teens have to basically survive in this really horrible situation. And it's a lot of fun. I I know that's like a weird thing. It's a really, it's a lot of fun, but um, I really uh, wanted to write like a really weird, fun cartoon thing and it and it it feels so good because i i mean i i i got my copies and they're they're it's so wonderful like shelby did such a such a good job on it and uh i don't know it's just so fun to see i i love
0: it that's that's
1: awesome so was there anything specific that inspired you to create this story um no actually i'm so uh Mad Cave kind of came to me with a very general idea of like they wanted this story that that kind of hits certain notes, and there are a couple aspects that are still in the book. They they wanted something that took place in an airport, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And so I I kind of had these puzzle pieces to play around with, and and it, and created kind of this I guess Frankenstein story of of really a big mashup of a lot of things that I I've loved in the past. Um, I think the most immediate thing that like in, like for me, the most immediate inspiration almost feels like um uh, did anyone ever play that video game Rampage back in like Oh yeah. Yeah, there's like a big lizard and a big monkey and, and you big, destroy
0: the buildings and
1: yeah, it's it's real like Godzilla-esque. Yeah. And uh, I remember when I first saw Shelby's cover design, I, I just immediately flashed back to that. I'm like, oh this must've been like the back of my brain inspiration that, that was kind of like the, the hiding behind whatever it was. So rampage kind of feels like an immediate inspiration. Uh, I also really like the movie green room and, uh, there were like punk, punk kids in that movie that were heroes. I think that's also kind of like, uh, in the same genre of punk kid movies. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, no, I don't know. I music. I, I listen to a lot of music, uh, and Terminal Punks was really inspired by like listening to music and and trying to like really capture that the the feel of it. I guess so. Um, it, yeah, I don't know. There are a lot of cool things about it. Um, was there anything in particular that you were uh surprised by about the book
0: i'm asking you questions now oh look at that he turned the tables (laughs) well i got a kick out of it right from the beginning just i mean the whole you know the zoo transporting these things you can't quite see and then all of a sudden boom (laughs) and i'm a big you know monster film fan so to see anything with monsters in it i'm gonna love
1: oh yeah Um, i um I, I, I've really been loving like the new, uh, the last the, the first Godzilla movie that came out with I think Brian Cranston was in it, it was like okay, right. But the one they just did with um, uh what's her face the uh oh, the from
0: yeah from Stranger things, things girl yeah, yeah
1: yeah that one was really good it was really <laughs> like uh I really liked the um the monsters in it it, it felt uh, and yeah, they a kind
0: of built on the lore yeah
1: yeah there was a lot more design and there was a lot more thought put in it. I don't know it felt good I know. Uh, terminal punks kind of has that too because uh when i was working kind of with mad cave and, and shelby came on i really wanted them to design the monster like i wrote out what they were and like kind of really loose concepts of of uh kind of what i thought they could be i have i'm real bad with a uh, monster with making monsters i just kind of like It's hard to describe what I see in my brain sometimes and I just kind of resort to like, it's a big alligator or whatever, Uh, which is not very writerly of me, I guess. (laughs) But, um, so uh, working with Shelby, they they really made these monsters uh, uh, from the ground up. My direction and and Mad Cave's direction were very, uh, you know, uh, low. Uh, not much of it because they did such a good job, and and I can't wait for more people to see like uh, some of the weird monsters that are in the the next couple issues and, and where it goes. It's it's such a weird story, um, but I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, were we talking about inspirations? I forgot what we were talking about. I just started rambling.
0: It was inspirations, and then you flip you flip the script on us. We're like. Ah. <laughs> Well, we were warned that you were gonna go crazy on this interview. So.
1: I know. I, I it's really hard to to have a regular normal conversation with people when publishers are just like, he's gonna go wild on your podcast. They put that they said he's so.
0: gonna go crazy.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Expectations were set so high.
1: I know. It's <laughs> like, how do I like what do I have to do to
0: like that's a lot to live up to? It is. Um now uh just to Veer away from Terminal Punks just for a minute. You're no stranger to the world of comics, and I had just found out right before this interview, you're actually the writer of you know one of my favorite indie books that came out in the last few years, uh, Long Lost.
1: Yeah, uh, I was surprised to hear that you read it. Actually, uh, th- thank you for l- reading it and enjoying it. Um, yeah, that was the first comic book I did. Uh, it was like I think it, the first issue came out in November of 2017, and uh, so not really not that long ago. And 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 like I've I, I've kind of been writing on the 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 general success of of or the perceived success of that book, I guess. Uh, and so it's it's been it's been good. I'm excited to get more uh more work out there. Long lost was such a weird like personal story. I never thought it was gonna get published. It was just like this kind of thing that me and my wife did, and uh, when Scout picked it up, we were just like we really got thrown into the wolves because we were we wanted to do it like a, original like a like a big book. We could take our time. We could like we're working jobs. We got to figure stuff out, and it's and then Scout's like we want to do this as a monthly, and we're like I don't know kind of how that works at all, and uh, we really just got thrown into the lion's den with it and uh lisa was working on the, the the book like for three or four hours every day after work and i was like writing it as a after work and stuff and it was a uh, it, it was a big very, it was a very big labor of love and it has paid off in the fact that i can do this full time now and and, and I, I think it's like i got, i think if there's one thing I want to get across with like this like long loss and it existing is like, uh, like th- three and a half years ago, I wasn't a comic book writer. And it's just like, you can create something and put yourself out there and, and, and try to, you know, try just try to do something, just trying to do something. And that's all that long lost was, was like an attempt. And it, 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 it led to stuff. And I, I, I always encourage people, you know, to, to get out and like make their ideas and, and write their comics and, and, and see what happens and, and get into the industry. And, and because every time like a saga comes around it, it helps everybody because everyone's buying that book and that means everyone's buying more books. So uh, right. I, I always try to push people to to be creative in this field which is so welcoming to new creators. And I'm like I said, Lisa and I have only been doing this for three years and I, I feel very, very lucky to have had what i've had happen so thank you for enjoying long Lost. that's that's a long way of saying i'm i'm very i'm very grateful for people that that read that book and and have supported my
0: me getting more jobs really that's that's what you guys have done oh and it's it was so cool to see because you know long lost is this you know very serious you know like you said personal story um and then from there we talked a little bit about your other projects you know you've you know went to Care Bears you went to uh Dark Crystal and now at Terminal Punks Terminal Punks is like a total opposite of what Long Lost is like it's yeah. more ca- it's, the, it's this cartoony story with big monsters at an airport versus being stuck in the middle of the woods trying to find your mom
1: yeah I I, I um before I was writing comics I uh I, I was, I was writing short stories and I was, uh, I I did poetry and stuff and I tried getting work and tried getting published in that field. And it just, you know, some things just don't work out. I, 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 uh, and, and part of it being in that world is always like never really having a thing that you always write about. And I, I, I always like right after long lost, I did care bears. And that was like, it's a really weird switch to go from this big like horror thing and then do this thing for for kids and it was i, I wrote it with uh nadia shamas and like it was a really refreshing experience and i think one of the things about working in comics and and being a writer in this field and, and i'm sure it translates to other uh writing uh professions as well but like you get the opportunity to to write a horror thing and then be like oh I wanna do something lighter and, and, and more fun and, and that doesn't right. uh, require all this emotional currency to create. And then you can do something like Care Bears and it's it's still rewarding and you still get to go to the, the conventions and like give it out to kids, which is a really great experience. It's like different it than handing out to like, hanging out uh, at conventions with adults. It's like a different, it's it's really nice. Um, and it's, it's just, I don't know. It's one of the best things about comics is getting to bounce around and, and do, different genres uh, dark crystal was like this really fun fantasy that i that i got to do and i never i've never written fantasy before and it was just uh, it was a really fun weird experience i hope everyone gets to write for dark crystal
0: <laughs> goals to shoot for you know that's all, but i mean it's dark crystal too i mean that's pretty awesome yeah so i mean oh awesome what I really appreciated in terminal punks
1: was the character developments between your characters um kind of your your average teenager to not so average and just to see they're playing off of each other and their their vibes and see what their strengths are going to be in the situation that they're stuck with like what are they going to do yeah no thank you um I I I really, I really love the characters of, of terminal punks. Like I, I, it's so weird when you like sit down and make like a, uh, I don't know if, if, if you are, are, do you guys write or I'm, I'm assuming you write because you do the pastrami nation, but yeah. Um, um, did you like time. do creative writing? Like you write your own comics or do you poetry? I love poetry. I self-published uh, one years ago. Yeah. Yeah, no. And so it's like when you're sitting down and you're like making a character, it's, it's like, that really is the most fun part. And, and for me, a lot of that comes when I'm like actually sitting down and I'm like writing the script and it's, you really get to figure out like who these people are and and how they tick and
0: how they would the, react. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, um, bad cave and, and, uh, the editor on this book, Chris Sanchez, they, uh, they really supported the, the kind of weirdness in the, uh, I, I, I mean, it's not super weird, but it's just like the way it's written is not, uh, I would say, traditional. And they really added it to that strength. And, and Chris did an incredible job, uh, uh, you know, making me look like a better writer. So I'm really thankful to him. Um, but no, th- thank you. I- I'm glad that the characters um, came through. I-, I, uh, I have my favorites. Uh, do, you- do you have any favorites so far? Have you, I'm assuming you've only read the first issue? correct yeah okay. they all it's boy it's a wild ride uh
0: it
1: is. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, i was wondering if you had like pulled
0: influences from back you know your social cliques in high school and whatnot oh yeah or, okay
1: okay absolutely i mean i was in high school what was i um, excuse me i in high school i was like i actually had very similar hair uh this is not intentional but I, <laughs> it's the circumstance but uh so in high school what was it I was like um I don't know I was I wanted to be nominated for uh uh superlatives for best hair that was like the one goal that I had I didn't get it oh. and other than that I, like my high school was enormous There was like 2400 kids and like I was a class of 600 and I barely knew like 15 people at the top so it was just so spread out so I was very you know uh very in my own world in high school but yeah I, I, I did have a couple of friends that were from uh, uh so I grew up in Kettering Ohio and then like the nice really fancy pants neighborhood was uh Centerville and that's like right next to Kettering and I had some friends over in Centerville that got into some crust punk stuff that some of this I definitely it, it pulled from some of the personalities in the 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 general disdain for uh, basically everything that isn't yourself uh, my favorite character is darby in the Terminal punk so i i, th- I think she is the the crowning achievement of, of this book i think uh, yeah
0: i really so sa- together so you kind of still mind
1: <laughs> oh yeah
0: <laughs> I, I think
1: darby's like i, I don't know I, I i really like this 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 teenage girl who's just an absolute asshole and there's this like unrepentant like sorry if i i don't know if i could say that word but you uh, can yeah you're okay cool um she's just so mean and i i like i don't know girls are like that and and people are like that and i i think it's one of those real life yeah it's real life people can be all sorts of ways and um I think that uh i've met some some asshole teenage girls in my life that that were just so mean and just like just knew it and just thrived off that energy and that's darby she's she 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 loves being the bad guy and i think uh you know we all i mean i don't know if we all but i think we know people like that in our lives that that we put up with that we tolerate that we like despite the fact that they're like always trying to be like that person
0: yep absolutely and
1: and, and I, I don't know there's something about like when I was writing her and like figuring out who she was and that started to bubble up I was like oh this is I know who these people are I know what this is and it, it really like I uh I don't know I'm I'm like I said I'm really excited for you guys to see where her story goes because it's it's really weird
0: yeah me too because it totally made me
1: flash back to my high school because I was a bando so I totally know about those dynamics yeah um i i I, that you know the other thing too to give shelby uh even more credit shelby designed all those characters uh from no descriptions i i i talked with shelby and i think part of one of the really incredible things about making comics just in general is that it's this very collaborative thing and i feel like normally comics have uh, a couple of creatives you, you have the editorial side and then you have like uh, kind of the, the the actual like creative team so that's like the writer the artist the colorist whatever and the letter or two um, can't can't uh, Micah uh, it, letters in this are incredible I, I just uh, also want to shout him out too uh, he really made this book completely readable because we were worried about how it was gonna look uh, but so one of the incredible things about making comics is you get to work with, with, with people like Shelby, who is an incredible creative talent. I never I like never would have met them in real life. They live in Texas. Uh, and and it's, it's just like getting the opportunity to work with such talented people and give them the opportunity to be creative. And like Mad Cave gave both of us that opportunity to kind of do what we wanted to do. Um, and Shelby's character designs are 100% them, like from the ground up. Uh, I told them to, to, to go crazy and to put everything that they could into making them or making these characters feel like something that was personal to them. And, uh, they did a great job. I, I working with Shelby on this book was, uh, a very big highlight of, when did I write this beginning of last year or no beginning of this year, beginning of this year going. Cause it's still, yeah. This whole year has been saved really by working on this book with Shelby. Cause it's, it's, it's seeing their like pages and stuff and seeing their designs has been every time they come in they're they're so good.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. and I love that you didn't give a whole lot of direction on when it came to like the designs and whatnot, it was the artist that was able to come up with these amazing designs yeah. and it's it's just so cool to be able to, you know, let the artist do that. Because, I mean, that's what, I mean, being a writer, that's what they too, do. like, I don't, I wouldn't know, you know? Yeah. I would, just like you, I'd be, like, big lizard, you know?
1: <laughs> I, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, so it's, like, you have to do, like, uh, you know, it's it's a collaborative thing. And I, I think that's the best part about it is that I'm not a, I'm not an artist. I'm not, or I'm, I mean, I am an artist, but, uh, <laughs> uh but... <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm not a, te- I'm not a, I'm not a I, I don't draw. I'm not an illustrator. I, I can't, I'm not that, I, I don't have that technical right. uh, art, artistic side. Uh, and so part of the fun part about making comics is, is creating stuff and you get to create these characters. And I think when, when a writer gives like just enough to allow the, the, the other side of creative to really fully be and expressive and, and themselves, I think that's the best the collaboration could be. And I think that's, uh, I think Terminal Punks for me was like very high on the list of, of, of achieving that. I felt like we all, uh, Micah, Shelby and I, we all, it, it felt like a band thing where we we're all playing our own parts, but they all gelled really, really nicely together. Uh,
0: and um, yeah, I don't know, it's a, it was a great experience. No, and I really feel like the book is at the right place. Mad Cave has put out just such a diverse amount of books. Like you can look at their library and you can find yeah. samurais and you can find superheroes and supervillains and you can find monsters. And, you know, it's it's fantastic. I Such and a great publisher for for
1: this. They all look different too. And that, and that was like the big thing with like Terminal Punks is I wanted to get an artist that doesn't look like every artist or not to say that every artist looks the same, but I wanted to get something that stood out that you don't normally see on a comic book shelf. And I think uh, Shelby's work has been online. It's been in the nib. It's been like a lot of people have seen it, but for some reason uh, artists like that don't get picked up for these monthly series. And uh, I don't know. I I, I think, um I forgot what I thought, but it's a great book. Everyone go buy
0: it. <laughs> this is part of him going
1: it's, crazy, it everybody. It works really well because it kind of plays off the vibrancy and rock and roll lifestyle, so. It works. Yeah, sure. My, my my inability to stay focused on a conversation for longer than 45 seconds is a great example of my rock and roll lifestyle.
0: <laughs> and it embodies you going crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Everything is cohesive. Um uh i don't know what have you guys been reading what's what's been good i've i haven't gotten out of the house in the past week so i've been kind of
0: locked in um rebecca do you have anything that pops in your head i do but i'll let you go first with definitely terminal punks um hollywood trash pantomime i I'm of a me caveman myself so gotta stick to what i know and love For sure and enjoy. yeah
1: i mean uh one of the great things about comics is like the publishers are so diverse that you can kind of have publisher loyalty for and be kind of reasonable about it because you generally get and you generally like the creators you generally like the stories they put out so um it's one of those cool things where it's like when you say like i like mad cave books i know exactly what kind of books you're into and what kind of books you're reading and
0: uh i i I run into so many people that like vaults titles too and i i was about to say vault um because i have quite a few of their books uh including uh what's what's the one rebecca the the autumnal yeah, oh, which yeah, is really su- good. such a good book. Um, and uh, I think they Did just you, put out Giga. Chris,
1: Chris Sheehan's the artist on the uh, Autumnal. I, autumnal. Right? I I wanted to yeah, Chris. say yes. The art in that book is gorgeous. I was yeah. blown, I was like really blown away by the art in that.
0: And it's so eerie, you know. It really Again, is. Like, you like when you get to the end of that first uh, issue, you're like, it's, a, it, really it's it. it
1: was a good first issue. I really liked
0: it um another book i've i picked up recently was um we live from aftershock and it's kind of about um end of the world type of thing like the aliens told us like hey the world's gonna end here's so many bracelets to put on your kids on this day we're gonna come pick them up but the world's ending so that's it and you have this like old master roshi looking guy trying to take these kids on a bus to this place and they're getting attacked by these like swamp beasts and whatnot and it's an amazing amazingly fun book um, who, uh, f- who wrote it I, I I haven't caught that on my radar today. it's um merka it's mer Andolfo. yeah oh, they, no cool. no no not Mirka Andolfo. and Anada and I want to say it's two brothers that wrote it Oh, and they, did okay. the, they wrote it and they did the art and uh it was a surprise for me you know aftershock um they've put out really good titles you know Rough Riders and whatnot and We Live looked very fun so you know I picked that up Dead End Kids just read the new one from Frank Gogol from over at Source Point Press mm-hmm. and uh very dark you know uh mystery kind of book um we 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 tend to, I think both Rebecca and I kind of tend to go away from superheroes and we go to like the outskirts of comics and that, you know, we love to see what other stories can be told because any story can be told in the comic book format.
1: Right. You know, it's, it's really interesting. I mean, DC and Marvel have such a huge sharehold of like just the comic book shelf, but really when you, when you like go up and down the comic book shelf, it's like, I would say it's about half and half really of just like, uh, the quote-unquote indies from like Boom and Image. I mean, Image,
0: Image is like maybe the big I, three. Exactly. I, so I it's can't like, really consider them indie anymore. But
1: but at the same time, they're like they're not doing cape books. Like they're doing they're doing creator-owned like original content, original ideas. That's true, um, and it's always department of Department of Truth. I've been reading, which has been like really okay. really good.
0: Yes. Um, Shocking ending on that first issue too. I yeah. know. So uh, <laughs> I think like.
1: I think one of the things about comics that's, that's so interesting in, in the in the book industry is that uh, the, uh, specifically even the direct market, when you look at like the comic book shelf is like, yeah, you have like half of it is, is Kate books. And, and I think that's, that's always going to be a part of it, but a bigger, and I don't know. I mean, it just feels like a larger part of the, the, the share is going to these independent publishers like boom and, and Vault, and Aftershock, and, and Scout, that have been, and, and Mad Cave, too, and that have been uh, putting out really interesting looking books that that are, I don't know, I haven't seen books like this get, like, I don't know, maybe
0: just because my stuff's getting published, I'm like, people haven't even published me, so something weird must be going on, but. <laughs> no, but uh, I, you, I think you're right, though, because we are seeing more of a boom of it, and I think a lot of it comes from, we've seen a lot of people come up from the indies and then they jump into like the big Marvel DC and then they mm-hmm. jump back. Uh, Donny Cates, you know, Donny yeah. Cates, you know, started, you know, indie, jumped to Marvel and then now he's doing image and stuff. Um, and I think people are starting to realize that there's a lot of good books out there that don't have to be part of the big three or big four. I always like to put Dark Horse in there too. Um, oh, yeah. But, you know, like Villainous from Mad Cave, uh, mm-hmm. when we had Stony on the show and he said how it sold out and the first printing and that was just such an amazing thing because that means that many more people are giving it a shot yeah and that's all it takes give it a shot and you'll you will enjoy these books
1: i think the hardest thing i mean for me i mean i like i said i'm i'm still new into like being a regular comic book person before this like i went like, I, I hate to say it. I didn't have a relationship with the comic book store. I, I got my stuff on like a, like I went to a bookstore in here in Columbus and I, and I got my trades and it wasn't until like I got into the industry and, and kind of understood how the direct market works and, and how the single issues works. It's really like, it, it can be so frustrating because it's, it's, it's such a, it's such a wonderful system of, of having serialized content. And it's like, it's really hard to get that now. Like everything, that you consume is either, like, short form, like a movie, or, uh, you know, it's, it's it's completely available to you as soon as it's all out, like like streaming services. And right. comics, and I think maybe a couple of TV shows, are the only things that are doing and, like, staggering the, the, the way the storytelling is, is, is told. Like, right, uh, and it builds the
0: anticipation, right, waiting I for think- that next...
1: I think part of the joy of experiencing comics for a lot of people is the 30-day wait in between each issue. Sometimes two weeks. It mimics the, the the anticipation that you get, you know, when you're watching your favorite television show and it, it leaves on a cliffhanger. You have to wait a week to find out. You're and you're always, like, I can't wait. Yeah. yeah, it takes up uh, it takes up your your brain real estate. You're you're thinking about, you know, not that res- that not re- that thing not being resolved. And it makes you so much more of a fan of it. Uh, I think that's why people like the Mandalorian so much is because it staggers its releases every week. You know, people get a little bit of a, uh, and you're uh, like, Oh my God. Yeah. yeah you, you get that. You get those endorphins the on Friday, when it comes out, you're super happy for an hour, hour 15. And then you got to wait a week and people <laughs> like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's that, it's that endorphin cycle. Uh. uh, uh th- that's it's like that feedback loop and i think serialized content is good at that i don't know if it's good for us as humans but it's definitely good at doing that and i like i tend to like stories more when i'm invested over a longer period of time versus consuming something like rapid fire um things tend to be more memorable the longer it takes to it's like you know when you're eating a really good plate of food you try to savor it you don't just gobble it all
0: up yeah, you don't McDonald's it and just... Yeah,
1: Yeah, that's when you're shame-eating and you don't want to be... You don't want to remember this meal. But
0: those nuggets are going in, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's... They, they warned you would be crazy, yeah. <laughs> so How do you
1: feel that the perception has been since the first issue's release? Uh, so Terminal Punks is not out yet. It comes out next week oh look at that it's okay it's okay but uh that wasn't just like a totally trying to correct you thing i i do have an answer for for that and that because people have been reading it and um there have been advanced reader copies out so um the reception has been very positive uh uh i i do read reviews i think it's i'm always very interested in them uh I have a pretty thick skin when it comes to like getting told my stuff stinks. Uh, I think that's part of the, 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 the business is as a creative is that like, uh, at, I mean, at, at best half of the people like your thing, which is like, would be insane. So, uh, you know, I'm very lucky that, that people like the, and have been supportive of this book, uh, we got some good reviews from a couple of places um, that were very positive. I I, I I was very, very grateful that they enjoyed it. Um, but that is to say that if people didn't like it, I would also be grateful for their not liking it as well.
0: Because I'm at least they so. read it. Exactly. Yep, completely agree. Um, what can readers expect going down the road in Terminal Punks? I know you can't give away spoilers, but... Anything you want? Any kind of inkling you can give us?
1: Um. Yeah. So. Uh, no, I, I don't think I can spoil anything. Actually, I, 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 don't even think. Truthfully, I don't even think I could say a sentence that would without spoiling away, something. Without, I, I like I don't know how to talk about the book without it being like the setup because it goes to such weird places. Um.
0: Uh, okay.
1: I don't know. That's okay.
0: I'd rather it be a surprise for people as they read it.
1: Yeah. I I think if you like the characters and you read it and you take a chance on it and you like, or you're interested in the characters, I think this book is very, uh, it's very much about the main four characters, main five. There's another character that gets kind of added in later, but every single issue, Oh, this is something I can spoil. Every single issue takes place from the perspective of one of the teens so okay uh, this issue chapter one is is key uh is introduced as, as kind of the main character of this issue and uh that's the monologue that's kind of running throughout this first issue the next issue is a different member of the band kind of, and their monologue through the entire situation. Oh. So as the story progresses, you you learn more about each of these characters uh, and kind of how they perceive what's happening. And um, and I wanted to do that because uh, I didn't feel like there was any, uh, it didn't feel like there was a main character of this book. It felt like the band and them as a unit was like the, the chief uh, instrument uh, of like the, uh, the audience getting to connect with the story, and uh, and that's why it starts with the drummer. Uh, I I play drums, and but I think the the feeling is that the drummers are often the most forgotten member of the band. Sometimes they're they're often in the back, but they're the most important, uh, and they can be. Uh, and that's why I wanted to start it off with Key, who is the drummer, because it's 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 a way of me saying like he's not the lead singer we're not going to really focus on like the lead singer of a band it's about the band as a whole and these kids as they like work through this very strange situation
0: oh there you go. yeah and yeah make sure everybody check out terminal punks um comes out next week what so next november week. 11th is I there think we is, go is no- no- november 11th yeah, I, th-
1: I think it'll Veterans be out Day. November yeah yeah uh, yeah that's a holiday i didn't know that yeah uh so it'll be out next week and then um i think we're on track to to you know continue releasing every month uh it's five issues and um i think if you're interested in this story i i i would definitely give the first issue a shot i I think it's it's definitely worth the four dollars you would pay for it um and stick with it if you if if you like it i uh I think it goes to some weird places and I think it tells a, uh, I, I mean, I hope it tells a charming, weird story about uh, perseverance, I guess.
0: That is the, the strangest way to describe it. I love it. That was great. <laughs> oh, that was fantastic. Um, now, before we close, sir, um, any other projects you're working on right now? Anything else that we should be on the lookout for? Yeah, so uh next year I have a bunch of stuff releasing.
1: Um this year uh I just had come out um a Power Rangers Sins of the Future from Boom that came out last week. If you're a Power Rangers fan, uh I think it's a cool read. I kind of I tried to write it so that people can get into it uh and not know too much. Like if you know that who the Power Rangers are, you know there's a pink one and a blue one, you'll probably get the general premise and they do like
0: a lot of motions and then they turn into rangers
1: yeah. yeah so i mean that's it uh so i wrote one of those that's out uh it's a really cool book um next month the trade collection of dark crystal comes out that i wrote which is really nice. cool if you like the if you like the netflix series um my arc was about uh Mayrin, the the queen of the netflix series it was, it was really cool getting to work with henson was like a dream come true i can imagine yeah um it was really wild uh and then next year i have i i'm doing a book with vault called bonding with emily pearson um she did uh submerged or not submerged uh she did uh uh i'm forgetting it this always happens the the wilds uh, she did oh the wilds, the wilds. With, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. A- a- emily did the wilds with vita and she's doing the vein with elliot right now that's through id uh oni oni's doing that one okay um a good publisher yeah. yeah 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 and i have that coming out next year that's that's going to be uh vault's hopefully going to be announcing stuff soon about that it's it's a very strange book oh i'm looking can't forward wait, to, I can't that, wait to talk about that one Um, vault always
0: again has that diverse library but they like to go to the very dark parts of the world so
1: yeah and i'm uh i'm working on a bunch of other stuff uh that i can't talk about quite yet but um i i don't know it's it's really exciting and i hope everyone continues to be interested in the things that i write nobody needs to be i nobody it's it's so weird that everyone reads these things that i write um thank you for doing that you don't have to and it's incredible that you do so um uh yeah that's i 2021 is going to be i have a lot of stuff coming out so everyone's going to be real sick of hearing about me
0: we shall see (laughs) um where can people find you online
1: sir uh twitter is the only thing i have uh you can find me on twitter at matthew ehrman uh and that's just how it is and then i have a website if you want to contact me about writing your marvel or dc comic book if you're marvel or dc look at
0: that uh dark knight metals you yeah learn. why not
1: <laughs> uh yeah twitter or just my website but um i'm you can usually just hit me up on twitter i'm cool
0: with that Twitter's amazing for connections so yeah absolutely well we do thank you so much for your time sir um i want to encourage everybody again please go to your comic shop Tell me you want to read Terminal Punks from Mad Cave. And give it a shot. It's $3.99 for the first issue. Give it a shot and see what you think. Give independent comic books a shot. You'll be surprised at the stories you find. Yeah. So thank you so much, sir. Um, Signing off, this is Nolan Smith. We are Pastrami Nation. We are the meat of pop culture.